Jeez. Loud. God. This is Low Pilot, episode uh, four, with Mary Boo Anderson, and it should start uh, pretty soon here. Just waiting for her to click in, and then we'll start the show. Mary Boo. Mary Boo. Okay. Low. Oh, I'm getting stressed out. Two minutes before the show. I got my little questions. I just don't know if people can hear me. Turn up everything. Too loud. Maybe too loud. Too loud. Too loud? Or just right? Okay. I don't know. Too loud. Too loud. There we go. I'm just gonna use that. I'm just gonna use that. Buh. See, I don't know. Oh, I didn't test this out. Oh my god. Mary Boo. Okay, she lives in New York. I'm not ready. Ah. It's not going to join. What if she can't make it? Hmm. Oh, shit. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. That's really loud. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll turn mine down. No, no, that's all right. You're good. Okay, cool. I had mine up too loud. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's cool. You got a nice uh, mic setup, huh? Yeah, thank you. But it's I'm using like Google Meet, so I don't know if the quality is still like comes in after the recording, but it's still pretty good. That's awesome. So I was looking through tweets. And you, you even have like articles and like interviews where people would like talk to you like specifically about your tweets. And it seemed like around when COVID hit, you stopped tweeting as much. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that is very astute. I don't tweet that much at all. I used to be very online. I feel like I'm a retired, uh, <laughs> retired Twitter person. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I definitely tweeted a lot because I was super depressed and anxious, and it was kind of a way to cope and just like. You know, it gave my mind something to do to kind of form like a stupid joke or say something kind of quippy or whatever. And now I feel generally help healthier and happier with myself. And I guess I don't need that as much, which is kind of nice. But uh, yeah, also kind of a bummer in other ways, I suppose, like the Twitter thing. <laughs> so do you think moving to L.A. also did you want to stop tweeting as much? You wanted to be more like offline? Good question. Um, 
Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. But yeah, I'm sure I got even less less online moving to LA for sure. Yeah. So you were born in Florida. Mm-hmm. Did you always want to be creative? I think so. That's a great question. Oh, I love that question. Yeah, I think so. I think I've always found the most joy in being creative somehow. How did it like spur out? Like, were you like creative in like second grade? Did you write stories when you were like in high school and stuff? Yeah, that's such a fun question. Um, I used to always just do stuff wherever I was. Like, for example, my mom, uh, she was really into shopping when I was a little kid. And I didn't really like that being a five-year-old or whatever. I was always bored. So I'd always make up games with my brother, for example, like we would like, yeah, I don't know if this, yeah, if I said this somewhere. Um, but yeah, we would like knock the mannequins off the pedestal and like perform little oh routines God. together. You guys are like troublemakers, man. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we decided to like reorganize things. Yeah. We would perform for the other kids around. We would try to scare people. Um, yeah. Kind of stuff like that. Like I remember like, you know, painting and selling rocks. Um, oh wow you're a capitalist yeah i know baby capitalists yeah definitely baby capitalists yeah so you and her brother seem really really close yeah for sure he's uh definitely like one of my my best friends i feel so lucky to have him yeah i talked to him earlier yeah (laughs) i heard somewhere in one of your pieces that your mom named you mary and joseph you and her brother after like bible stuff did you your was your family always very like Christian and very religious? You or know, maybe you're Catholic, I don't know. Yeah, I grew up Catholic. I okay. don't know. Yeah, we brought up the Mary and Joseph thing to our parents and they they uh didn't really think it through, I think, too. Like I think like they sort of like the biblical figures, but I guess like also family names. So I was like, guys, you gotta gotta see this. Like it's crazy. And where does where does the boo come from? That's a good question. Um Thank you for complimenting all my questions. Yeah, sorry. I guess, yeah. <laughs> no, you're very, you're very nice. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, it's fun to think about. Um, yeah, where did it come from? Oh, freshman year of college, I guess I was like apparently very, very kind and sweet, but also pretty creepy. And so someone you're creepy. Me, How? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess like I'm very observant of other people, so to remember things that people don't remember they do, or like I was very, very good at like stalking people online. Like if anyone like had a run in with like a cute flirtatious person, like, ah, but I didn't get their name or their number, like people would like kind of send them my way and I would like find mm-hmm. the person. Oh um, wow. So you should be like a private investigator. You know, I actually did have a job interview with a PI Wait, What? Really? When? I did. I did. This was many years ago, maybe twenty fifteen. And it was quite funny. I figured I could get the interview if I found the the main PIs, the boss PIs, like private email addresses, and then send my resume and cover letter to them to impress them. And I got the interview. And at the interview, um, they gave me a real client to look up. Wow. They gave me a file. And they're like, okay, they put me in a cubicle with a computer. And they gave me an hour to find as much info as I could on the person. And so I did. And then afterwards, we talked about it a little bit, and they're like, I don't know, you you said X, Y about this person, we didn't find that to be true, and I showed it to them, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like, I guess that's true. Um, so they didn't even have all the information on the person that they were trying to do. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should have been compensated for that hour, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you but, deal, in a lot of your art, you deal with offices and work. And it seems like even with the, maybe this doesn't fit in, but with the French fry, you take normal stuff and you try to 
mm, try to make it unfamiliar. Mm. You you blow up objects, and even there was a artist thing where you took an office and you minimized it and you made it into like miniature, like artist stuff. As always, what what interests you about uh, like blowing up objects or making them yeah. small? Uh, that's I okay. I'll stop with compliment, but it, that, these are no, really no. You can compliment questions. me. <laughs> <laughs> I love these. These are excellent questions. Wow, I am. I mean it genuinely. I'm like, wow, these are these are really good. Um, I love scale. I think scale is like a really great way to amplify or subvert. It's funny you bring that up because I've been on the back burner of my mind. I really wanted to create a giant coffee mug, a giant ceramic oh. coffee mug that says like world's best boss. And I want to have a regular size coffee mug that says the same thing and spend my whole day filling it with coffee. Um, Wait, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make a giant mug. And then every day pour coffee into the giant yeah. mug. This, this, and then are you gonna like record yourself doing? Yeah, that? yeah. You totally do that. Thanks. How do you? How do you? Where do you get the materials to like do something like that? Good question. You know, I would. I think ideally, I would like to do it out of ceramic because the regular mug is ceramic. But I don't know if I'm competent enough in clay to make something that large a scale. So I might have. I was thinking about how to hack around it, whether to do like foam or try to do plastic or something i know it's a uh... how do you make the fry so the fries i didn't actually make i found i found i used to go a lot on a uh, free craigslist mm -hmm. um and they were supposed to be on free craigslist i was like oh isn't that funny these giant fries and i sent the link to my brother and he's like i'm on my way to pick them up so I'm like okay how many, how many were there there's two so i have this one and i have that one oh my god and isn't that the perfect nook for that fry? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> awesome. How did how did you lift yourself up and pin yourself to the wall and get the fry to stay in your picture where you have a leaning fry leaning into you? It was a lot of trial and error. Uh, I have a lot of photos of my brother and I. We both tried and we had like helmets on because we were like kind of concerned about it. I had some bricks trying to like push up the fry and stuff. It was a lot of, a lot of trial and error. <laughs> Yeah. So what was it? What? How did you? How heavy is that fry? Are they yeah. like really light? They are very light. So it is sort of a magic trick how uh, how it worked out. They're very light. Yeah. You know what reminded me of that picture? It like there's a picture like in Russia of like these girls from like the 1800s or something, and they're all like floating like against the wall, and their hair is like going down, and it looks really creepy. They look like ghosts that or something. So cool. It is. It's all sent it to you after, but it's really creepy. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, please. So you it. said when you were tweeting and you used to tweet a lot, you were depressed. Do you think creativity comes from a depression? Um, sometimes like a certain kind of creativity, I think, like a certain kind of self-deprecating creativity. I've been thinking about that recently because I want to write more poems again. And I haven't written poems in a while. And I mean, you got in defense, though. What? You got in defense. That's true. I know. I feel really proud about that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm like, wow, my little poem was in this very cool magazine. I mean, how long ago was that, though? I mean, you, I mean, no, I just saw it, but like you said, you wanted to start writing poetry again. So do you think like maybe after a few months, you feel like you're not a poet or something? You stop writing? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you feel I feel guilty. Yeah. I, I just feel like I have this like image that other poets are just writing poems the other day and meanwhile i'll like write a poem every couple months if that you know and i just 
you know, is it a question? Probably not, but <laughs> I feel like that's most people though. Okay. Makes me feel yeah. better. I know Carmen, she like works on something and then she'll stop working on it and then she'll go on and like work on something else. That makes a lot how, of sense. How did She's you like... how do you know her? How did you, did you all ever meet? Yeah, we I did meet her, which was so cool. I got to meet her at Catch Fest, the poetry festival at Catch's house in Denver several years ago. Is that cash? Oh, do they go by cash now? They I have no idea. I don't know that. Oh, their name was Catch Business for a long time. And I think maybe they go by Catch Breath now. Oh, uh, is that like in New York or something? Uh, they lived in Denver. They're a person. They're a poet. Oh, was this yeah, like... They were on like Witchcraft Mag too. Was this like five or seven years ago? Yes, yes, yeah. Was, was El like... Nash there? Yeah, I think El Nash might have come to one. I wanted to go to that, but I had like work shit. Because totally. like, oh, yeah, I was overnight working at a grocery store stocking uh groceries and like all like my boss and like three other people got fired and so we only had a crew of like me and this other guy oh my gosh it was hell that is truly hellish put all that work on you guys Damn. yeah so what different jobs have you had um a lot i'm currently an art teacher which i enjoy the most i think well that's cool yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I think that's another reason, like, I get to help kids be creative, that's the best. So uh, you're just an art teacher, not, like, the teacher that, like, does everything all in one day? Yeah, I'm a high school art teacher, which is the best You're job. high school? I thought you taught second graders. No, I would, oh, maybe my brother taught second graders for a little bit now, but I teach high schoolers. Oh, like, ninth grade? Yeah, ninth through twelfth, yeah. So are they, like, what's that like? Do they, like, fight with you ever? No, they're so fun. They're so sweet. They all love to be there. I love to be there. I get to talk with all of them. We all make art together. It's very peaceful and nice. Yeah. You never got into a fight with a high schooler. I've gotten into one fight. What and happened? I don't know if I should be saying this, but uh, I don't know. He he just kind of had some stuff going on and he kept submitting. Like, it's pretty hard to do bad in art class. Uh, like, you know what I mean? He was kind of really trying to get my attention by doing like the worst thing possible. And I was like, hey, like this isn't up to the standard. And I was being really nice about it. And he was just kind of trying to get more of my attention. And he was just kind of trying to bully me a little. I was like, hey, I'm not going to fight with you. You're a student. Uh -oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was as peaceful as a fight could go, I guess. But uh, yeah, typically I don't have many problems, which is nice. When, when a kid like, you know, isn't being quiet when I need to talk or something, usually other kids are like, be quiet. Miss Anderson's trying to talk, which is very mm -hmm. nice. Um, yeah, they're they're very sweet. So do you go, do you like when you're teaching high school, do you go in every day with like a different like do you create a syllabus? Yeah, yeah, I have a syllabus. Yeah. I do kind of like shift things on the go though. Like I ask them what they want to learn and I try to, you know, always keep it kind of lively. Like if everyone wants to learn something, I'm down to change it. Or if I'm feeling if I want to do a cool museum show and I like want to change do a different thing i can do that so it's kind of nice to have that so when you were in new when you were in new york were you applying to schools to be an art teacher or exactly. how did this oh yeah. you did yeah. this is something that you wanted to pursue yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah I, I had a lot of other jobs that i really i didn't like that much and so i like wanted what? something um i have i have had a lot of weird jobs i've worked in like uh, a lot of office jobs i guess obviously i've worked in tech um Dang. i was a barista for a while 
I was like a paid audience member on the Maury Povich show. Wait, for- what? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. When was this? How do you get to be that? <laughs> it was on my college career website. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know, dark times. But wait, uh, what's how do you what, explain that day? Like, let's go through that day. Okay. It's really it's a funny time. So what they do is uh, you wake up at probably 5 a.m. because you have to get to Times Square at 6 a.m. because they pick you up in a bus at Times Square and then they take you to, uh, I think, somewhere in Connecticut, Stanford, Connecticut. Whoa. Yeah, they bust you out of New York into Connecticut where the, where the Maury studio is. How, how nice is the bus? Is it, like, bad or is it, like, nice? It's like sort of like a Greyhound. So it's not like a yellow school bus, but it's, like, not the nicest charter bus, you know? Um, was everyone dressed real nice or just like in normal clothes? It it was such a mix. They tell you not to wear anything branded, anything too patterny. But some people wore suits, which I thought was kind of a move. And then other people more casual, kind of like, you know, t-shirts, jeans. So how was the show? How much did you get paid? It's not good. Uh, no? <laughs> no, they give you, uh, it's $50 flat rate and a slice of pizza for lunch. That's, that's what you get paid. And uh, you got to make pe- if you ever get this job, uh, cheese, cheese pizza. Uh, okay. <laughs> cheese or pepperoni, they might have had option. Um, but it's funny though because you gotta ask for cash if you ever have this job because if you don't, and they give you a check. There's like a eight out of ten chance it's gonna bounce. Uh, so you really gotta try to ask for cash. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a janky operation. Yeah. But honestly, Maury seems uh pretty cool. He's got a, a cool little uh, golden retriever that he brought on between. Uh, the DNA tests episodes. Oh, nice! You got one of those. Oh yeah, whole set. Yeah. <laughs> so was it the father? Were they the yeah, father? Exactly. It's all. It's always the father. Who's the father? Yeah. <laughs> was it the father on your episode? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Think, yeah. Did you go with your friends? Or were you by yourself? No, I was by myself. But I had a friend before who had also done it, and she told me she knew some people. And so I, t- I like, oh, I found those people, and then I told them that I knew her. And then they, uh, you know, they, I don't know, became kind of weird. I guess it's a lot of weird people that are attracted to this job. And also, when you are on this job, you can't tell anyone else because all these old ladies, like, are there to actually just enjoy the show. Um, so, yeah, that was a fun job. If you had your own talk show, what would the talk show be about and what would the name be? Oh... Honestly, thinking about, I guess, like, it's on my brain because it's what I do and stuff. But it would be kind of cool to have, like, a talk show where, like, teens get to talk about their art process or something or just, like, what they're thinking about. Um, I don't know what the name would be. Like, Mary's Art Corner or something. Kind of like an art vibe. Yeah. Hmm. You should do that. You should, like, take your iPhone and, like, just, like, record your students talking about their process. You're right. You know, I really should. I have like a little like school art Instagram. That'd be kind of a fun thing. I'll have to ask some of them about that. They might get a kick out of that. Yeah. That. Oh, no problem. Yeah. So on your, you have a YouTube page and you create little movies and things like that. Do you have any going on right now or plans to do any other? Ooh, that's a great question. I wish. I haven't really thought about movies that much, um, which is kind of shit because it's one of my favorite materials to work with. I really like video. I think video is so accessible in so many ways, and pe- everyone, most people are familiar with it. But yeah, nothing nothing quite in the works. I, I, yeah, I should think about that. Maybe that's how, did, how did the quit smart video come up? The yeah, that, 
That was so fun. Uh, I was qu I quit my job at the time, and I think that really led me to tweet less. I think I was just tweeting at my job a lot. I think that was a big part of it. Um, yeah, but I quit that job, and I also it was really motivated by this book um, slash article slash manifesto bullshit jobs by David Graeber. Mm -hmm. um, and I really resonated with that. I was like, how come some jobs, you know, there's a lot of downtime and they get paid a little more and then jobs where you're constantly on, you get paid less and thinking about who benefits from that. Um, yeah, and I was really lucky to do that at this really cool residency where it was um, teamed up with the community TV station. So I got to use all this fancy equipment and it was fun. My brother came out and helped me with it, which was very helpful. And we like interviewed a bunch of people around town. And Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. So when you start out, when you have an idea that you want to do, do you sit down and you write it out first or do you talk to someone? I really think I do process better with idea stuff verbally sometimes. Like I like a good back and forth with someone. Um, yeah, I think something about writing things down sometimes can stop me. Be like, oh, I have to do this or discussing an idea feels more fun to me. You know, something more playful about kind of collaborating with someone in that way, I think. So on that one, did you talk to your brother first and you guys sit down and you figure out how you're going to put everything together? Or because yeah. you've already put videos together, you already kind of know what to do? Yeah, with that one, yeah, he definitely helped me a bunch. I had like for a couple of weeks, I had really thought about it and like tried filming stuff on my own. And I just wasn't getting that far with it and then he came in and we really sat down and just discussed it together and tried to think about like what we were trying to do and he like it was very collaborative he pulled so much out of me and i really pulled a lot out of him and so what is what does he do is he a creative artist you know he really is a heart like he's one of the most brilliant people i know he is so artistic um in so many ways um he was a teacher for a long time and he's actually oh, really? in law right now which is he's what in law school yeah, yeah. really wow yeah. Yeah. Jesus, you guys are like, wow. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> Very lucky. So, back in the uh, the peach reading, yeah. you said you said well, how how did that all come together? Because you, if people don't know, you came in and you were like the headline reader, and you surprised everyone by ha like your phone like lost its charge or you acted like it. And then you read a poem in which the poem, the phone loses its charge. And then you went through your apartment and just like pulled out little poems off a pillow out of the trash can. It was very creative. How did that all come together? Thanks so much. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I guess at the time it was like, I guess you're two into the pandemic and like, you know, we're all so used to Zoom and stuff. And I was trying to think like, there's got to be a way to make Zoom interesting. Or like, what can I do in a virtual reading that I, I can't do in a like a real, like in a physical space reading, right? And I kept trying to think about it and think about it. And I don't know, somehow I came to like, you know, thinking about how I could use the space or like, wouldn't it be funny if like the poem, yeah, came out of nowhere. Like, yeah. So I think I just started writing with that. Like, what if I just had the poem written on things? um so yeah that was that was fun how long did you plan that out oh i'm i'm a big procrastinator i came up with the idea maybe the night before or the morning of oh my god really 
Yeah. And then I had a set list of objects. So which objects I would read off when, and I had to like really think about like, Oh, what I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this translated, but I was really thinking about like, which object is the funniest? Like, what should I end on? <laughs> like kind of silly stuff like that, that I can get caught up in. Um, and then I ran home after work or not physically run home, but I, you know, rushed home after work and I had to like physically in Sharpie, like write these poems on all these word objects. Cause I, yeah, I didn't really print any of them out or anything. Um, so it spent like your entire day of like cramming this right yeah. before the reading. Yeah. Did you and, uh, did you have any doubts that something wasn't going to work out as the reading was like taking place? And while the reading was taking place, was that like all you could think about was like, I have to pull this off? <laughs> A little bit. I mean, I don't know. At the same time, like because it's Zoom, it also feels lower stakes, which is kind of nice. I think that was like I was still a little nervous and amped up and. I do hate like, I mean, it was such a killer set. I was able to listen to everyone, but sometimes I do get so nervous where it's hard to listen. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I was really just excited about it. That I was like, this will be fun. And even if no one laughs or thinks it's funny, I'll have, a, I'll think I tried something. So I'll feel good about that, I guess. Yeah, I think everyone loved it. Did you know that you were going to be the headliner? Like when, when Rochelle, oh, you didn't? Oh yeah. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> when did you know? When did they tell wow. you? I think like maybe 15 minutes before they like sent out a set list. And I was like, sounds good to me. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. I worked out. They didn't know I was going to do that either. So it, really, it all yeah. worked <laughs> Did you Did you ever think about telling Rochelle like, hey, I'm going to do this thing? You know, I think if I had time, I would have maybe. But uh, I was really so close to the wire. I think I finished everything like one minute before. A little little known fact about this thing too, like in one piece, I'm you were there, so you saw it. Like I like go to this bed. That's not mm -hmm. a real bed. My apartment's really weird. It like has like a weird staircase, but I was like, that's too weird to like carry a st like my computer up the staircase, and I'll lose time that way. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't infringing on other people's time. So like I blew up an air mattress like right behind the table, and, like made it tried to make it look like a bedroom. <laughs> did you like go and buy an air mattress, or did you already no, have I one? Luckily, had one, which was good. <laughs> Jesus. So <laughs> Do you have any more ideas like of doing Zoom readings? Would you ever put on your own Zoom reading? That would try be to... fun. I did a I recently did do a workshop with Elaine Khan, um, which was really fun in like June. And I have been trying to get together a reading for all the people who took that class. I think that'd mm -hmm. be awesome. But everyone's kind of everywhere. Um, so honestly, maybe I will try to put together a Zoom reading for that. That might make the most sense. I was trying to do a physical thing, but I think it just might be too difficult. Why? People are just all over. Like when they took the Zoom class, like some people are in New York. I think one person's in like New Mexico. And I think a couple people are in like Northern California. And there's like maybe five of us in Southern California. Mm. Yeah. So you worked for a magazine, right? Glam Bomb, I think. Oh, yeah. I used to I used to edit for Glitter Mob. Yeah. Glitter Mob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you thought about making your own zine? Like yeah. online zine? Yeah, I have. A couple of friends have kind of been talking to me about it. And I've really been thinking really? about it. Yeah. I just, I do feel like though, to be honest, I feel like the literary magazines are a labor of love and they are a big commitment. And yeah, they're, they can just be really demanding because you know, you don't want to give people like a six month waiting period to read their stuff, but at the same time, and like it's easy to kind of put scenes on the back burner sometimes. And so I'm trying to figure out a way to make it sustainable and also responsible to people who submit, you know?
you could do like a biannual one if you just wanted to do every six months. You know, that might be a good solution. Yeah. Like do something a little more casual. What would you name it? Ooh, that's tough. I don't know. Names are hard. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Do you have any good uh would you start a literary mag? Do you have a good title? Um, I've talked to Rochelle about starting one. That was a few years ago. It didn't come through, but it's called oh. Small Town Gay Zine. That's like, great. I love that. It gets the point. It's catchy. Mm -hmm. Right audience. That's cool. But I just don't know if like anyone would submit to it. And then I don't know if like I'm the person to be telling people if a piece should become, you know, put it online or not. I don't know. Totally. I, feel I doubt myself. Out. yeah it's easy to have that doubt i feel that too it's like who am i to be the yeah gatekeeper of poetry but yeah it's exactly. like creating your own taste i guess you know mm -hmm. but that would be cool i think you should do that i think that'd be really Thank cool you. and if you solicit people people are usually really flattered by that you know and usually is, is that wtf on the fry like is that a real wtf that's a good question. It's like vinyl. It's like a vinyl sticker that came on it. Oh, it was okay. like a Burger King corporate event, I guess, or something. Yeah, weird story. Have you ever jousted with the two fries? <laughs> you know? Wow, that would be fun. That would be awesome. That's a good idea. That'd be a fun piece of video art. I'd watch that. Yeah. You know, you could put that in your mug, in your giant mug, and stir oh the coffee around Yes, that would be hilarious. Oh my gosh. Are you going to put sugar in the coffee? Because it might attract flies. Oh, I'm not. I was considering black, but sugar, sugar, there might, you know, a big halo of flies like over this art, right? That could be a, a cool thing as well, you know. Where's this coffee going to go? Are you going to put it like in your apartment? <laughs> I don't know. And how do I drain it too? Like, do I have to like take like a pot and try to like slowly shovel out the coffee? Well, I guess you could break the mug at the end. That's true. It, but I'd have to do it in my tub, I guess, if I break it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh. Shit. Maybe if you created it around a hot tub. You know, I like that train of thought. That would be kind of cool. Can you put just coffee in a hot tub? That like. I mean, you could just. You could use food coloring and just call it coffee. Look, I'm not. I'm not above that. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. That'd be way easier to go. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, do like a big white kind of thing around a hot tub and like decorate it like a mug, and then have mm -hmm. people sit in it. That could be have people sit in it in suits or something, you know. And they get Are their we... suits wet. I don't know. Maybe they just be in casual in like a regular bathing suit attire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like the suits though, because suit people are gonna drink coffee. That's true. Only yeah, suit people and suit people only. Yeah. Hmm. I like this. Thanks for brainstorming this with me. I'm like, oh no, I should find a hot tub. There's actually a hot tub. Uh, I don't know if you follow E. Taylor, but I saw that they went to this art show in LA and a museum, and there's a giant heart hot tub in the museum. So hot tub art is in. So maybe I should try to hop on it. Need a good Have you idea. met them? Yeah, yeah, I've met them a couple times because I lived in New York for a while and I think they still live in New York. Yeah, yeah, they're from Tulsa, just like yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, you're from Tulsa too? No way, really? Yeah, I live in Tulsa. Oh, wow, super cool. Yeah, there's that famous book of photography called Tulsa. 
Wait, what? What's it called? Tulsa? I think it's called Tulsa. Let me look it up. Who, who is it by? What are the by Larry Clark. Oh. That's my only, uh, that's my first thought with uh, Tulsa. It's pretty so famous. when you went to school, were you going to be an artist? That's a good question. I don't think I was sure what I was going to do. You know, I applied, I actually applied as a, this is kind of stupid. It's very a 17 year old Mary way of thinking, but I uh, applied as a different major at every school. And I was like, whatever accepts me, I'll be that major and dedicate my life to it. Um, but I don't know. I figured, yeah, I would pursue the art because it's kind of, I could do everything that I liked in it, you know, write, perform, visual art, learn about stuff, I guess. But yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I I never really fully pictured myself, I think, as like a famous artist. Um, I think I just thought it was like a fun thing to study. Do you know Chelsea Martin? Yeah, I know of her. I went to her reading once when she released Taka wow. Dolce. That's her, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I took one of her classes online at, uh, I forgot the site, but some expensive workshop class, but she was really cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. She was Do a you, good teacher. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. That's really cool. Do you plan on going back to school, like going for like a graduate degree or something? Good question. I always feel torn about that kind of thing. I actually do have a graduate degree in education. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. I don't list it on my website. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I have a graduate degree in art education. So I'm qualified to teach K through 12. Because um, a lot of schools like require you have a master's. Um, but yeah, I don't know about like a creative MFA or anything. I don't know. I guess I always feel hesitant. I'm like, I got so much money to put into something where it's like, I feel like I can kind of take workshops or like I have the community already. Like if I really had something I really needed, I could probably find someone to give it to. Yeah, I don't know. Seems cool. I just wish it wasn't. I think I would do it in an instant if it wasn't like $200,000, you know? It's $200,000? Well, I don't know. It depends where you go, I guess. But I know a lot of grad degrees like, are yeah. stupid expensive. Maybe not two hundred k, but definitely, you know, anywhere from seventy five k to 200k i would say wow 75k yeah there, Jesus, I love, dude i know isn't that crazy yeah like all just these go do poetry mfa yeah that is, that's twenty thousand. so oh uh well my degree wasn't two hundred thousand. i just mean degrees in general can yeah be they're really expensive yeah, have you just, thought about doing a poetry mfa a little bit i feel like yeah I don't know. I have some imposter a syndrome about being a poet sometimes, you know. Um, but I think I think it'd be cool to do a poetry MFA. Again, if it wasn't so expensive, I think I'd really be into it. Um, and maybe that would help me get over that. But I probably shouldn't need that to get over that imposter syndrome anyway. But Or well, if you're going to be an editor for your own magazine. That's true. It could help. Yeah. Or if not, maybe it could make it worse. <laughs> yeah. You only like the certain kind of poetry you're taught in school. So have you thought about uh, ever running your own uh, online workshop? Oh, that would be fun. I don't think anyone would come. Maybe if I did a free one, that'd be kind of cool. Maybe I'll try to do a free one. I you think should. I would. You yeah, you do a free one. Yeah. I would, yeah. Thanks. It's free. Yeah, I would do a free one. And I think I would try to make it more arty. Like I would incorporate like weird art stuff. That would be cool. Yeah. Like, like what? Like what would you include? Things I include with my students too that I think are just like good good things to like get ideas going. Like this idea of the derive. Are you familiar with that? The what? 
uh, it's called like the derive i'm definitely saying it wrong i don't uh, know this this like uh famous french? yeah it's french exactly um they call the situationists they believe that our current kind of um urban landscape kind of has us locked in from going point a to point b point a to point b in a very specific regimented way so we're only seeing the same things every day so they had this idea like oh if you go on a derive like a long meandering walk like in a way like you don't normally go um you'll see things you don't normally see and hopefully kind of subvert the urban landscape that in some ways is oppressive and then also come up with new ideas and hopefully see space differently that totally makes sense i've totally thought about that before yeah like just going to the same things every day day in and day out day in and day out it's crazy now, right yeah and going for walks every day does change up how i view the world definitely oh that's awesome that's so good yeah that's that's awesome though that's like, like like that's a whole movement that like artists have like come up with before yeah it's pretty pretty sick yeah sometimes they would do them together too and yeah have you heard of a flaneur the yes, yes, yes. Isn't that sort of similar? Yeah. Yeah. It's totally people that write about like walking around and stuff. Yeah. I and love that. Whole, stuff. There's a whole book of essays, or not essays, but one woman, she wrote about how uh she did that, but she also wrote about the history of flinners and how it was kind of like sexist because men really? would only, only men would do it, and if women tried, they like dismissed it entirely. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'll check that out. Yeah. Wait. Here it is. Oh, you have it? That's cool. Right there, yeah. Wait, that's so cool. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay, I'm definitely going to have to pick that up. That's really cool. Lauren Elkin is the writer. Cool, I'm going to write that down. So cool. I noticed your website. It's very kept. Like, it's very, it's updated, like, all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very maintained. I really like that. Because a lot of writers, they don't have a website. Or if they do, it's they don't keep up with it very much. Totally. Yeah. It's one of the few things I try to keep sort of organized. Like especially the C V sheet. Like if I do anything, I try to put it there or else I'll just forget and then it will mm -hmm. never go there. So I, I do I do uh I do do that. And I'm like, that's easy enough and it's kinda of fun. I'm like I feel proud of myself and easy win, you know. Yeah, thanks for noticing. When you write your poems, do you have like specific mm, themes that you try to stick to? Hmm. Yeah, thinking about that, I feel like I've kind of, whenever I write a poem, I've written so many poems kind of doing the same themes that I kind of like go to that kind of naturally now, and I kind of feel stuck in that, like themes of like, you know, being depressed or working or capitalism or kind of like self-deprecating. Um, yeah, and I don't know if that really feels authentic to who I am now. So I think... Uh, really? Uh, yeah. I think people's voices and artists, they change over time. Yet there's that the, the auteur theory or whatever. Have you heard about that? Where, like, no, people, tell me. Oh, it's like a film thing. And like people, like directors, they it's like this theory that directors stick to the same familiar themes throughout their work over time, even though if their work changes... Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. The same themes, but different kind of vessels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I liked one of your poems is like the Ikea at the end of the world. And now you're walking around and like, it's like you're lying in a bed, but you didn't make it. And I felt like, it felt to me like it was kind of 
being captive by other creative brands. Mm. Like something like Marvel, where they have all these movies, they have clothes, they have comics, and they have books. And yet you're not creating anything. You're just existing within another brand. And yet you're just, you're still kind of alone and you're not creating. It's kind of depressing. Definitely. Oh, that's such a cool read of that. I really like that. Yeah, like the Marvel world, we're all just definitely spectators in it and it's kind of depressing. And Ikea world as well. We all definitely live in Ikea world. I like that read. Yeah, definitely lonely, depressing feeling. Yeah, this, yeah, being alone in this weird corporate world that you did not make. And then also, I kind of took from it that being imaginative and using your imagination, it can also lead to a sort of solitude and loneliness in and of itself even if it is gratifying definitely yeah that is true i do find that sometimes yeah it's definitely more gratifying than corporate like Mm -hmm. loneliness yeah yeah, i guess when you're creating it it can seem lonely because you don't know if it's if anything is going to come of it it's like at the end of the poem it's about like the princess and like feeling that pee and maybe she Maybe it didn't exist at all. Maybe she doesn't exist at all. Mm. It kind of got dark, that poem. (laughs) Yeah. Pandemic poem. Early pandemic poem. (laughs) Yeah. I I definitely went to Ikea right at the beginning of the pandemic. Before we were told not to go anywhere. It was the day I got Mm. fired from my barista job. Well, I got fired. Yeah, I got laid off. Yeah. Um, Because of the pandemic? Yeah, because of the pandemic. Oh, shit. I'm gonna go to Ikea then, I guess. Uh, and yeah, I had two veggie dogs. And I, for some reason, I thought that was kind of funny. And Ikea is just such a weird place. Whenever I go there, I feel like something has, some artwork has to be made there. Like, I've definitely tried to make videos in Ikea before. And when I was a kid, I was always like wanting my friends to like scavenger hunts with me in Ikea. And I just, I've never I, been to an Ikea. Really? Yeah. My sister, she took some days off from work. And she took a trip to like Kansas just to go to an Ikea by herself. Wow. Yeah. What was her? Did she enjoy it or was she disappointed? Like I've, was... I've not asked her, but I will. I'll get an <laughs> update. Follow up, Tyler. <laughs> um, wow. You're so not you, <laughs> you grew up in Florida. Did you ever go to Disney World? Yeah. Went to Disney World. Yeah. I How guess many times? Frequently. Probably at least once a year as a kid. Oh, that's awesome. What a great childhood. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, one time, though, we got stuck on the Small Small World ride. That was scary. Oh, God. Get on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> terrifying their heads. They started talking, like, sped up, and their heads started rotating. What? It was that, terrifying. That's fucking scary. God. They like a... started trying to leave. They got out. They tried to get out of the boat. Like, like get in the water? Yeah, the water's only like three feet deep. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they were trying to look for a door and stuff, and the fire department had to come get us. It was a whole thing. Did you ever go to Nickelodeon Studios when it was there? Yeah, I think once. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. You What's your favorite? Yeah, I, I went when I was a kid. I'd yeah. love to go back. Yeah. But I, I don't know if I ever will. That. Yeah. It'd be kind of weird to go as an adult. Yeah. Like, by myself. Yeah, totally. I've been thinking the same thing. I'm like, I guess I live close to Disneyland, but like, it's so expensive. And oh like, yeah, I yeah, I bet it's fucking high as hell. Yeah, it's like 300 bucks. I feel like it was like Jesus. 
if you had your own Disney or you had your own theme park, what would the themes be? Ooh. Like the different little themes of the areas. Hmm. I think there'd have to be like a weird food area. I think that would be fun. I don't know With what the, the weird fries. The fries and the coffee. <laughs> yeah. And like also like, you know, people can like make weird foods together. Uh, I don't know what that'd be. I'm just thinking some kind of pickles. Like I saw this TikTok of like uh, this dessert bar where it's just pickles and you put different toppings on pickles. Something like that, but different. Oh my God. Yeah, I, was like, I hate pickles. Do you like pickles? I am a big pickle head. Yeah. I understand people who hate it. Uh, but yeah, I do like pickles. <laughs> you and Rochelle should get that going. <laughs> she has that. her own like food blog. that's a really good point i would invite her to be a consultant on my food area on my theme park that's a good call the sultan of salty foods yeah yeah she had a good food blog she had some good ones i remember like cracking up at them i was like hell yeah Uh, have you tried being a chef uh i tried being a chef hmm not really I, i cook for fun sometimes but nothing nothing crazy elaborate what's your favorite thing to cook up Hmm. I make like a spicy like peanut noodle thing I eat like probably every couple weeks that I really like. It's like kind of a comfort meal. It's like creamy and yeah, kind of savory, spicy. What's your favorite thing that your mom or your parents made? Hmm. That's a good question. My mom's favorite thing to cook as a kid for anyone was pot roast, but I don't know if I really like mm. that. Oh. I really liked my parents' food that much, honestly. They they made good food, but I just don't know if it was uh yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. My mom's mashed potatoes, I think, is the right answer. Those are delicious and they hold up very good. Are you close to your parents? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess what I happened? I'm I mean I talk to them. I feel like I could be closer to them though, you know. Like I love them both very much, but oh, okay. No fights or anything? Yeah, nothing like that. No big dramatic falling outs. But I, yeah, I don't know. I live far away from them. They live in Florida and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. So when did you move away from Florida? Well, I went to college in New York. So 2010, so I guess 12 years ago. Yeah. Did you specifically want to go to New York? I think so. I think so. I applied to like a lot of city schools. And then I like visited New York and I was like, I think this is it. Yeah. Well, so you lived in New York for like ten years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty long time. How did you uh, like afford that? Good question. It was always really expensive. I was really lucky. I found some really good rent deals. Like my one of my friends still lives in this apartment we lived in, but for how long? Twenty fourteen to twenty fourteen to twenty maybe to twenty twenty for like six or seven years. We lived in this one pretty cheap apartment. That was like eighteen hundred for a three bedroom, and I think I paid like six hundred and fifty dollars, um, which is a pretty good deal for New York. I know in most other places probably still expensive, but so I was that was really helpful in that. I was finding that a cheap apartment. When did you start cultivating your own community when you're like up in New York? Hmm. I think definitely through school a little bit. It's kind of built in, but cultivating my own, I definitely credit Twitter. Like being on Twitter. Mm-hmm. has continued to pay dividends in my life. One of my closest, dearest friends in LA is someone I know through Twitter. Um, yeah, so definitely Twitter. Twitter like opened up so many opportunities for me. Yeah, And well, I met... Yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, especially if you're going to New York in 2010, that's pretty much like the rise and the height of like alt lit poetry and then like the downfall of it. And definitely, yeah, All right, you hit yeah. a trend, yeah, it was in the trend. Yeah, did you ever go to any of the shabby dollhouse stuff? You know, I always wanted to, I never did go to any of that. I've seen them read like i've seen sarah jean read and i've seen lucy read um and maybe one of the other people who sort of runs it but no i've never went to like one of their events maybe but they seem yeah. really cool do you go to, you do their book club right yeah it's pretty awesome that's really cool i've been do i'm you, on the curve i keep getting the emails i'm like i should do that you ever submit to their magazine you know when I was like first applying to stuff, like they were like the dream mag for me. I was like, they're so cool. Uh, and I've never, never applied. No, I never submitted. Oh, you would have made it. Thanks. And you would have they been part so of the community. Thanks. You can still be part of the community, though. Yeah. I should go to that book club. You should. I they're doing. Turn back up, right? Yeah, they're doing uh, a play. In, like on October 9th on a oh. Sunday. I'm trying to remember of it. I forgot what the play was called. It's like uh, Waiting for Godot. Oh, Waiting for Godot. That's awesome. I think I actually have a copy somewhere. Okay, maybe I will come into that one. You should. Did you ever act? Did you ever like do theater when you were a kid? You know, I feel like in some ways I should have, but I never really did. No. You never did? You weren't like a drama kid? No. Yeah. But you acted of... later. Sort of, like in little video art pieces, but never never in anything outside of my own work kind of thing. What's your favorite actress or Ooh. actor? Uh, favorite actor, Bob Odenkirk. Easy, no question. Uh, oh, you like uh, Better Call Saul? I do. I'm a big Saul head. Yeah, I love Better Call Saul. One of my favorite shows. Did yeah. you like the ending? Mm, I, I think I did. You watched it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was sort of optimistic in a way. I don't know if many people agree with that, but I thought it was kind of nice. Like it was kind of yeah. romantic. Like he went out in style doing the monologue and to show her is like they both he found out she did the right thing and then he's like, Okay, maybe I'll do the right thing. Um and I'm you glad, know I'm glad they brought her back. I thought like maybe they weren't gonna bring her back. Oh, I love her too. She's an amazing actor. I I'm obsessed. Yeah, Ray Seahorn. Yeah, I'm glad they brought her back too. Yeah, they almost framed it that last episode where it's almost like a love story. You, like the whole thing was like kind of a love story. You know, them leaning, smoking, like in the pilot. Yeah. Were you a big fan of the Breaking Bad? I liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot at the time, but I personally like Better Call Saul so much more. Mm -hmm. yeah. Me too. Because yeah. it's lasted so long. It was like over like seven years. Like Saul? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy, huh? It is. Yeah. If you could go, I have a question. If you could go, you could use a time machine, but you can only go back for seven seconds. Where would you go and what would you do? Oh, wow. You're giving me so many good questions to ask my students. Um, these are tough. Seven seconds. Ooh. That's really tough. Seven seconds. What would I do? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Find some moment to be more brave. I feel like I'll have to think about it, but I feel like You're I can often act out of fear. So I feel like I'd pick a moment to do the braver thing. 
You backed out of fear? I don't know. I think like, yeah, my comfort zone is a little more reserved or fearful. I'm like, I don't know about that. And so I won't do a lot of things. Do you think that you can be more courageous in your poetry? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And in art and yeah, in general. Yeah, poetry and art for sure. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. When you when you're writing a poem and you go to that voice, if you like stop writing on the poem and then you come back to it later, is it harder to like get back into that voice? Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I do think so. I often will just I'll like if I think of a good line or I hear something funny, I'll like write on my notes app and then like at some point I'll be like, okay, I should maybe write a poem or I feel like writing a poem and I'll write it all the way through usually is my process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I'll edit it down from there. But yeah, I have a very hard time if I stop to try to start again. I feel like I've lost the thread. Yeah. Do you think you're more creative when you're in New York and when you were tweeting, even though you're more depressed? Like with your poem, were you writing more poems? But I guess there hasn't been that big amount of time to compare to from New York though. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I was definitely writing more poems. But I think too like I was doing a lot of readings too. So I think I had a lot of deadlines. I was like, oh I gotta come up with a poem for this reading. Wait, so you I, would write like a poem just for a reading? Yeah. <laughs> that's like a for a large I don't tell people this uh, but oh, yeah. Think, yeah, a large a large, most of, like, a lot of my poems have come from, oh, there's a reading coming up. I should write a poem. And they asked you to do the reading before yeah. they you had the poem created? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just one of those things about being on Twitter. Like, people thought I had maybe more than I did. And I was like, okay, I'll accept. And then I'll, it'll force me to make something. Wow. I didn't know that's how readings worked. I thought, like, you people like selected you because you already had a poem i think that too a little bit like i probably maybe i had one or two poems up and they're like oh we like that poem but you can't can't i feel like i couldn't only read two poems you know so Uh, if we want you to create more poetry we have to ask you to do readings i think that is it yeah uh (laughs) yeah because that's like a really real deadline like Sometimes people ask me to submit to magazines and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's magazine so cool, and I love those people. They're so cool. But then there's, like, not a real deadline for me sometimes, so I'll, like, it'll just never, or I'll forget, or, like, I'll just feel guilty about it, and it becomes, like, an unread message, you know, like, mm-hmm. in my mind. Do you think you have an ADD? You know, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like uh, TikTok's always trying to tell me and everyone that we all have yeah. ADD, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> have you ever taken Adderall? I have not. I've never taken no. Adderall. Yeah. yeah, I don't take it. Shouldn't no? I'm prescribed it. I take it every day. I nice. take two a day and a Vyvanse and a five-hour energy and Red Bull. Wow. And coffee, you know. And I've that's, ordered. That's part of your routine? Does that help you kind of stay with your flow, your own flow? Yeah, it's probably not very healthy, but I do have a flow, yeah. yeah whatever. It works for you. That's cool. So... We have about seven minutes left. Are there any questions that you want me to ask you? Hmm. That's a good question. How do you come up with all these good questions? I guess like a lot of research and stuff. You clearly have been doing a lot of research, which is a very generous act. I try to, but I didn't I didn't have much written down for this one. And I was freaked out that I wasn't going to be able to talk to you about anything. And so I'm very surprised that I've gotten this this far into this. 
Wow. I thought you had so many really good, thoughtful questions, and I, I really appreciate it. It's such a generous thing to interview someone, and I just want to say thank you so much. It's Well, really thank nice. you for agreeing to this. This was awesome. Uh, anytime. It was really a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Are you write poetry, Tyler? Um, yeah, I try to, but I don't send anything out. Why? But, uh, I don't, I don't feel like I finish the poems. Mm. I feel like they're always just unfinished. When do you, I, when, when do you feel like you finished a poem? Yeah, I don't know. I totally get that. I have some like half-baked poems where I'm like, these are, all, yeah, they just don't feel finished to me. So I totally get that dilemma. And then like sending them out and if they do get published, it feels like they're set in stone and that feels scary. Oh, really? You feel like the ones that you've sent out and the ones that have been published, like you could so, still work on them? Oh, I sort of feel like they're set in stone. But at the same time, I feel like if I ever did write a book, I would definitely take some of those and tool them around a little bit if I felt like it. So do you have plans to come out with a book? I feel like it's a good goal for myself to like at least do a chapbook because I've never even done a chapbook, which feels like a reasonable goal to have. Yeah, so I think I should work on that. I feel like I'd feel proud of myself if I did that. You've been in the community for a while now. Yeah. Would you? Would it be like? Uh, would you make it really creative, like a pop up book of poetry? Ooh, yeah. I think I would like to try to make it kind of artsy. Like I've definitely made my own zines and chaps, or like self. Oh, you have. DIY. Yeah. I guess I don't really count those for some reason. But yeah, I guess I've made like little zines that I like. Yeah. You should put those up for sale on your website. I don't have very many of any of them anymore. They were very limited editions. <laughs> uh, or were they? What was the theme? Yeah, the first one I made ever was called Tinder Buttons, kind of, you know, riffing on Gertrude Stein's Tinder Buttons, obviously. And they were, it was like a collection of like very short love poems. Um, so that was fun. Um, the next one I made was called Off Out of Office Supply, Out of Office Reply. And that was like a work diary type of thing. Um, one I made recently was called Consolation Prize. And that was more like a lot of my pandemic y poems. You yeah. made a couple then. Yeah, I guess I, I like making the little ones. Yeah, but have you ever made one online, like an online scene just for yourself? You know, I really should. That used to be such a big thing. I remember buying people's zines from the online. I don't even remember what that server was, but they were all on that one website. Do you remember? I do not. Yeah, but it was cool. And I know, like, I've always wanted to submit like an online chap to Ghost City Press. That's also been like a long goal of mine that I've never done, but that would be cool. They do the awesome micro chap series, which I think is so cool. Do you know those those people? I think it's Justin Karcher from Buffalo. Oh, really? No. Aiden, yeah, Aiden Ryan knows them. I interviewed him last time. I saw that. I saw you interviewed Aiden. That's so cool. I didn't realize they all know each other. I didn't realize. Ghost City was based in Buffalo too. Wow, Buffalo. I, well, there. I'm not sure if it's based in there. I think it's connected somehow. Mm, that would make sense. Mm. Yeah. Do you go back and work on your poems that you feel unfinished, or do you kind of just let them sit and I, like, the next ones? I let them sit and I never go back to them because I don't think that I'm gonna ever do anything with them. Yeah, I kind of feel that. I, I do that too. I don't maybe know. I should, yeah. Maybe I should take more responsibility and. For I don't it. know. Is there a fear factor about it? Because I feel like that's what it is with me. Where I don't want to go back and look at them and like see this thing I made and feel scared that it doesn't look how I want it to look. I think. Yeah, because especially when I'm running too, I always think I put more onto the page than I actually have, and I go back later and I, I've, I've lost all those ideas. 
to that other time period. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, I 100% get that. So maybe if you could go back in time for seven seconds, you could go back when you had those thoughts. That's a good call. Pick them back up. Yeah, pick them back up, write it down. Yeah. When you're starting out, what poet uh, inspired you? A lot of the outlet people, like Sarah Jean. Like I definitely looked up to her a lot. I thought she was really cool. What's What's your favorite Sarah Jean? Oh, I don't know. She has. She wrote like vows for a wedding that I thought was really beautiful. I remember reading that and being like, "Oh wow, that's amazing!" And like I've liked a lot of her sillier works. Like she has some poem where like she talks about like the shampoo, like the squirting of the shampoo, like a cum shot. And I was like, that's pretty funny. And like the whole vibe of it was like kind of sad, but also funny. Yeah. She does such a good job of mixing like comedy with like very heartfelt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I appreciate she can that. Be, she can be pretty dark too and subverse, I think too. Like yeah. in, her, in her second republishing of Wild Lives. Mm. It was pretty wild. Have you ever reached out to her? I think I reached out to her maybe once. I used to run a reading series in Brooklyn. I think I probably reached out to her to ask if she wanted to be part of it. But I think she's like out of town or someone. I think she recommended me someone else instead, which was nice of her. We should let her know that you uh, like that one poem of hers. Yeah, she's, I should. She's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Did you interview her? No, she uh, hates interviews and will never be interviewed. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, could, I could see that. That's cool, though. Yeah. I like, like, do you, I like Chelsea Minnis. I like a lot too. I think about her. Oh, yeah. That book, Bad, Bad. Yeah. Yeah. I like all that. That was awesome because she, like, subverted the idea of what you could do with a poem and, like, what's a good poem versus what's a bad poem. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. I think she's so funny too. So when you're in school, you never took, like, a poetry course that, like, went over, like, classic. Not really. I took. Wow. I, to, I studied like studio art and I took a couple creative writing classes. But uh yeah, it was yeah, we didn't read too much. Like we read poems here and there, but it was never like we read whole collections by people or I don't so, feel so in it. Before I let you go, I do have the question. How did you get into the alt how did you start meeting the outlet people? Like, how, how do you start? how do you get into that community if you're not like taking classes on poetry and stuff? Were you just like going out? like in new york and going out to different places and you picked it up by going out to different places like oh, oh this is cool oh how did i find out about all is that you're saying yeah like did you go to like a reading first and like oh i should get into this stuff that's a good question and, and the answer is sort of unfortunate um my brother Uh-oh. showed me like steve roganbuck videos in Okay. And now I, I was like, okay, I'll follow him. And then I was seeing who was kind of touring with him and what poets were touring with him. So I started following those poets. And I think that's how I started like finding out more about it. Um, yeah, sort of unfortunate, but it led me to some really cool community and people. So mostly really good. All right. Well, I'll let you go. Thank you for uh, letting me do this. This was cool. Oh, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have an absolutely lovely night. And uh, yeah, thanks, Tyler. See ya.